Hello, hello, and welcome to a VO's journey. My name is Anthony Pika, and this is episode number 67. Tonight, I've got a great topic. It comes in from a wonderful suggestion by Stephen Wilson from a VO's journey. I was chatting with him last night, and he mentioned something about getting, um, uh, as, a, as a new person on Fiverr, getting your first gig, your first job, and what to expect, you know, like, you got your job, now what? So tonight I want to talk about getting your first job or your first couple jobs, what you can expect from uh, buyers of your of your gig and how you should deal with them and what to do and what not to do and how not to freak out when they start talking to you. All right? Great. Let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. Okay, so I like to take this opportunity. As you know, um, I like to take a a moment right uh, at this part to acknowledge anyone who's left a review on iTunes. And we do have a new review, so I wanted to take a moment to read it and give a shout out. Now, I don't know. I'm going to read all of these, but this is the, the name of the person or the, the, the tag is me 11115578. So I, I want to thank me. One 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 five 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 seven eight for this wonderful review, and um, the review says Anthony is a fantastic teacher. He is so helpful to me as a new voiceover. Listening to Anthony is like listening to a friend or awesome older brother. He encourages and inspires to improve your business. He takes time to explain the things you need to know. He truly cares about his listeners and their experiences. I love learning from his journey. All the information he has provided has helped me set up my brand new voiceover business. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for all your help. Well, thank you so much, and and I really appreciate that. As you know, it, it, it really warms my heart, and thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, me, 11115578. I really appreciate that. And if anybody else would like a shout out on the uh, podcast, if you head to iTunes and leave a review, I would be so appreciative as that really helps um, the other people find the, the podcast in iTunes. It would be great. So thank you again so much. And uh, all right, let's let's go ahead and, and dive right into this episode. So we're going to talk about... You got your first job. You've got your first order on Fiverr. Congratulations. Now what? (laughs) What do you do now? And on top of that, why don't we take a step back, actually? You've been messaged. So you got all your stuff up and running. You're moving along. You're excited. You're ready to start getting some sort of traction on your Fiverr account. And you get a message. Somebody, a a buyer, reaches out to you and has a question. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you a little bit about what you can expect and also run through some uh, scenarios maybe with you and some things that you 
can, uh, you know, use so that you're not going to freak out and you also know what to do in those situations. So first I want to tell you, I want you to realize or just to remember as you're going through Fiverr that just like you might be new or, or I'm new or semi-new or there's so many new voiceover artists, there's also brand new seller or brand new buyers, excuse me, as well. Brand new people who are coming to Fiverr and who are looking for the services who are brand new at this too. They've never done it before. They've never purchased a voiceover. They don't know what they're doing. They don't even know what to ask for or what to expect. So when they contact you, I want you to really be aware that if you get some sort of message that someone is contacting you and asking you to send them a, uh, maybe send them a few lines for a sample, or they ask you some strange question about your services, don't freak out. Yes, you always need to have your antennas up for spam, but spam is pretty, I mean, I have to say Fiverr does a really good job of killing the spam. I'm not sure how they how they judge that. I don't know if it's like, you know, if you just happen to be the first one, they don't get it. But I think as as it goes along, people report them. And by the time it gets to you, they've marked it as spam. I'm not sure exactly. But I do know that I've gotten a lot of spam messages, but Fiverr marks it. So I don't even see them or I can't respond to them. And Fiverr points out that you, you, you you're not going to get penalized. If you don't respond from so if you see something pop up in your inbox and there's a spam marker on there from fam or from a spam marker from Fiverr, don't worry, you won't get penalized. And Fiverr will usually say you will not be penalized for this uh, this message. OK, so that's something that you do want to keep aware of. But nine times out of 10, you're going to be dealing with people who just don't know what they're doing or. They are from a different country because you got to think probably 60 to 70 percent of the people you're going to be doing business with are not going to be from your native country. Whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Great Britain, whether you're in France or wherever you are all right, in in Eastern Europe, no matter where you are in the world, you're going to be dealing with people from the rest of the world. And that's the cool thing about Fiverr. But because of that, you just need to be aware to expect people not being able to speak your native language the best that you, you know, as good as you do. So that's the first thing I want you to do. Keep that in mind. So when someone reaches out to you and they ask you for a sample, I get asked this question a lot. They're like, Anthony, what do I do? I feel like I shouldn't be giving away samples. What if they... What if they take my sample and use it and then don't pay me? So I, I kind of have a I kind of have a two-part, you know, answer to this. So the first part is there is always a chance, I think, that someone could take what you do and use it. But I've learned some tricks over the the last couple of years that I want to tell you about that can help you with this and to ease your pain. But I will say this. I again, I'm and maybe I'm just a kind soul, but I I like to err on the side of giving people the benefit of the doubt. I think if I spend too much time worrying about people trying to scam me, it really make me sick and I would spend so much time worrying about it that I would never be willing to take a chance because 
every time someone asks you for a sample, there is there is the off chance that they could be scamming you. But then there is also the great opportunity that you have also to make a good, you know, to, to win that audition and make a lot of money. But here's some tips that you can use to ensure that no matter what sample you send out, that it 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 doesn't be used against, you know, doesn't be used as a voiceover that you're not being paid for. So what you do is if you get a sample or you get a request for a sample and let's say they give you a script. By the way, if you get a request for a sample and they send you a script and then they tell you you can record whatever you want or however much you want, that's really a good indication right off the bat that they don't they're not really they're not looking to scam you, okay? They just really do want a sample. Or I often get um, also, here's another thing. I often get inf- uh, requests for people who say, hey, can you send me your demo? So here's a quick side note. No matter, I don't know, again, whatever phone you whatever phone you have, what I've done, I have an iPhone. I've taken my, samp- my demos and I've put them in a file folder on my phone. And whenever someone contacts me on Fiverr and they ask for my demos, which happens a bit, I can upload my demos from my phone right into Fiverr, and that helps me send them to them really quickly because a lot of times people ask you to send them your demo so they can share with their clients. Because remember, you got a lot of businesses on Fiverr that don't tell their clients they're using Fiverr. Now, is that shady on their end? Maybe, but not for us. I, I don't, I mean, I'm very proud of the work that I do on Fiverr. And so I'm not ashamed to to do that. So uh, another way that you can do this also is if you might be having trouble finding or figuring out a way to get it saved on your phone, I, I use Google Drive. Google Drive is a great way to get your files somewhere where you can get them. So if somebody asks you for your demos, Google Drive or save them on your uh, on your, your phone in like a file folder. So like I, on my iPhone, I have files iPhone came out with things called files, and you can save things in files. So that's where I save them, and I just upload them and send them when they ask. But anyways, going back to the sample uh, thing that I was talking about, what you want to do is when you record a sample, the best thing that you can do is record it but leave specific sections out. So like, for example, record the whole thing and then go back, and when you edit Take out some parts here or there, not massive chunks, but take out enough a, a few sections so that clearly it can't be used without you know without them coming back to you and getting a full read from you. But it also still gives the uh, seller. I mean, I keep saying seller. The buyer. It gives the buyer or your customer a, a good feel for what you can do. So that way, no matter what you do, it will always help you not get ripped off and at the same time, still give them a good sample. So that's a tip I think that you can use, and, and I use it. That's what I do to ensure that I, there's no issue. So um, so that's, that's the one thing about asking that. Now, let's say that you have uh, someone who contacts you and they ask you for a price quote. I was with a student tonight and working with them, and I had, while we were working through some some things on Fiverr, I had someone contact me and ask me, they had an audio book and they wanted a quote for it. They had worked with me before a couple of books, 
And I knew this particular uh, client, they like to negotiate. So I thought it was a good opportunity to go through that while I was working with the students so they could see it. And um, it, it turned out to be really great because I, I negotiated with this customer and the my student was mentioning how they thought that it was really interesting that they did the negotiating or they did the offers a different way. So I wanted to talk about that tonight. So someone contacts you and may ask you to send, you know, to give them a price quote for a job. The best thing that I, or the thing that I like to do, and the best thing I think you can do is not to send them an offer right off the bat. Communicate them, communicate them or with them through chat. Talk to them about the price. Give them a quote, but give them a quote by you typing it in the message box. Don't send them an offer right off the bat because I think when you send somebody an offer on Fiverr, it really does lock like lock it down. You know, it, it shows them that you're not willing to talk to them, that you're not willing to negotiate. And for better or for worse, at this moment, our business is pretty much about negotiating, especially when you're starting out. And even even seasoned professionals will negotiate with businesses just like any other business negotiates with other businesses to offer better prices or good deals for more work or you know more uh, or, or like you know more like a, a larger order for a, you know you know what I mean like a deal and it's important for you to know that so don't you know don't freak out and uh, just kind of be like oh my gosh I'm so excited somebody's 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 interested in my service and then send them an offer talk to them by typing to them say thank you so much for contacting me I'd love to help I always say that right off the bat because it's easier for me to get a response to someone immediately and get past that whole Fiverr, you know, you got to respond immediately thing without me having to figure out what I'm going to offer them or what I'm going to say. So that's always a good way to get, by the way, that's another little tip to get your response in really quick is by just doing right off the bat and say, hey, thank you so much for contacting me. I really appreciate it. I would love to help and send that. And then it gives you time to continue to work on formulating what you're going to say how much of the price is going to be. So after you do that, go through, see what the price is, and send them a, a price quote by just typing it in. Don't send them an actual offer. Then they'll come back, and if they say okay, that's great. Then you can send them an offer. If they say something like, well, you know, um, that's a little too high for me, don't get angry. Don't get angry about it. That's okay. They contacted you, and if they didn't want to work with you, they wouldn't even responded. They would have just left and went to somebody else. But the fact that they're responding to you means that they still want to work with you that might not just be in their budget. And it might literally be that they don't have the budget for that. It, it, it doesn't always mean somebody's scamming us or that we're not – they don't think we're worth it. Because remember, this is a product. It's not our worth as human beings. So just remember that. It's a product, not our worth as human beings. And the person on the other end – they're not comparing it to, well, I'm only going to pay them $10 because they suck as a human. That's not what they're saying. They have a budget. It's a product to them, and they're trying to get the best price they can. I have noticed, though, that people who want to deal and wheel and deal and swindle, they are going to never be happy. And the people who want just a great voiceover are willing to pay for it. They're not going to kind of try to wheel and deal you. So, but anyways. 
make sure that you are open to talking to them. And if you do it the way I'm telling you to through messaging, it'll be nice and easy for you to negotiate back and forth with them. And they will feel like they it's a partnership or it's a negotiation. It's a friendly conversation as opposed to you laying the hammer down saying, bam, this is my offer. Take it or leave it. Because then they feel like, well, there it is. It's written in stone. He sent me an offer. I've just noticed that I get a lot more traction by just messaging back and forth until we've come to an agreement. And then I can send the offer. And I know once I send the offer, they're going to accept it because we've agreed upon it. So after all that jazz, let's say that your offer has been accepted. Or you didn't have to even go through that and somebody you know, just ordered your gig without even you offering them something. But let's say that you've got your first order. Bam, congrats. Now what? So what can you expect to happen? Well, there's a couple things. So what you what you should have done, of course, is you should have filled out your gig uh, on the requirements section to where you asked for a script and you asked for directions. I asked for them separately to reinforce the fact that I need directions. And you might want to say something as you can leave. Um, what's really cool about the requirements section is you can say whatever you want in there. Uh, and 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 by the way, you can make it mandatory for them to acknowledge that they've read it. And you can literally you know, make them have to agree upon what you're saying after they've purchased. So it's not before, it's after. So you have their undivided attention. But here's the thing. What I do is I say to them, not only do I say to them, please make sure that you attach your script, and I make that mandatory, I say to them, also leave any directions as well. And then you can put a little side note on there and say, quick note, if you do not leave any direction, I will read it as you have heard from my demo. Any other change to that is an extra revision cost. If you add that in up front and that's an expectation and then you click the mandatory button that they have to acknowledge that they have read that. Well, then that covers a lot of problems when, you, when you're first starting out, I think, of getting thrown against the wall on revisions. Because one of the best ways to get, or one of the, the best ways to get burnt out on Fiverr early is from revisions. And if any of you have uh, done any jobs on Fiverr, you know what I'm talking about. The revisions can kill you if you don't set them up correctly or if you don't know how to negotiate them. A quick note about revisions. A great way to approach revisions is I don't ever offer a revision anymore for free. But what I do is I offer it as an extra. But here's the thing. I make sure that I clearly define how much money or excuse me, how many words that revision covers. Because I've had the issue before I started doing this. What used to happen to me is I would charge for a revision. But I never put down how much the actual revision, like how many words I would revise for that price. So someone would come back and say, hey, my client decided they want to go a different direction. I purchased your $5 revision. I need you to reread the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like a $50 job. I'm like, um, no, you need to pay me $50. They're like, no, I paid for, I bought a revision. But I didn't state it anywhere that that's what, it was that's what the cost was or that's what it covered 
So you got to make sure, like, if you were ever wondering what to put down as facts, what to put down as your description or or things and, and what to put down in these places, these are the kind of things. Now, you've got to say them nicely, but these are the kinds of things that you want to let people know because, again, you've got to expect that the majority of people you're working with on Fiverr are going to be either new or they're not going to be seasoned uh, casting directors or producers from major companies that deal with voiceover artists all the time. Fiverr is an amazing place that brings so many people who don't have never worked with professionals to work with professionals at a price they can afford. That's what I love about Fiverr is I get to meet all kinds of people from all over the world. So you just have to remember that and don't freak out about it. So use that request section. But now I want to talk about what happens if they get past that and then you get a tech, like a, you get text that's sent to you and it's like five, it's like a paragraph and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no directions. There's nothing, just a bunch of words. <laughs> and there's not even a good luck or uh, I can't wait to see what you do with it or just go for it. You know, there's nothing. They're just those words. I want you to expect that or at least expect that you're going to get jobs like that where people just send you a script. And I tell you, the biggest thing that's helped me is that requirement section where you make it a requirement that they have to acknowledge that they are either going to leave you direction or they are not and you are going to do it a certain way and they're going to have to pay if they want you to do it another way. That's revolutionized my business because now the people know that I'm going to read it a certain way. They are fully aware. And if they want something different, they're going to have to pay for it. And it's not us being mean. It's just the terms of the business. And they, because they are well within their right to leave as much a direction as they want. And we'll do the best we can. But you got to write it down and you've got to make it so that it's written in stone so that these people know about it. If they don't know about it and it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Okay? You can put it in the you can even put it in the facts section. Cuz you could even say in the requirements, please check out the facts about what I offer for revisions and the type of read I will do if there is no directions left. You could even do that, but I would just put it in the in the facts, I mean in the um requirements section. But you can do all sorts of stuff, but you got to write it down. Cover yourself. So I said that about expecting just blank, just expecting text with no directions. I get that often. And I have to discern the type of read they want by the script. Sometimes they'll come back and they'll say, and, and the most, most of the time what I got was if I didn't do it like my demo, they'll say to me, well, I, I wanted it to be like your demo. I wanted to be like number three from your demo. <laughs> it's like, I wish you would have told me that you wanted it number three from my demo. It's pretty easy for me to do that because, hey, I did my demo. <laughs> so, but you didn't tell me that. I didn't know. I thought it was better number six from my demo. You, you, know, what, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I want you to expect that you're going to get those jobs, and that's okay. Do the very best you can. Go all out like we were talking about in the last one. Go for it. Really go for it. But remember, too, that 99.9% of the times they hired you because they heard your demo and they are expecting it to be like your demo. Because I think if they're not, they will tell you. 
because that's their that's their idea of what you're going to sound like is what's on your demo. So do it like that if they don't give you any directions and don't be freaked out if they don't send you any directions. I, I get about 60, 40, no directions. Uh, no, no lie. 60, 40, no directions. 60, 40. Of course, the higher paying jobs, I usually always get directions. Some of the lower paying jobs, I don't. You some and 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 a lot of times though, I was told everything I needed to know. That's another reason why you do that messaging thing that I was telling you about, and you don't just send an offer. Most of the times, through the messaging and my questions, I've made it a point to ask questions about what they're looking for, what to expect, so that I'm aware of what they want, so that when they do fill out the stuff, that kind of reinforces for them to narrow down what we spoke about and then they can put that in the directions. But I always, I already feel confident. Now, of course, that doesn't work if you haven't talked to the person and they order your stuff, but that's why you have the requirements there. All right, great. So now we have this. So the other side of that is they send you something and they order your gig and then they send you directions and you do the best you can. You, you, you create the file. The default file you make is an MP3 file. That's always the default. I see a lot of people doing things that are too, too soft. I love, uh, if you haven't um, heard of Tim Tippett's, I love that guy. Amazing, uh, really smart, and knows what he's talking about when it comes to audio engineering. And he likes to say that the best rule of thumb is to make sure that you are recording between negative 6 and negative 12 dB. That's where your peaks are. That's where you are peaking in between there. And that when you process at the end, you want to go to negative three and the rest of it from negative three to zero, that's headroom, as he calls it. Uh, and I, that's what the industry calls it. But these are things that I've learned from Tim just by watching his, his videos. That headroom is there in case an audio engineer wants to take it and add something else to it. But as voiceover artists, and when we are the first line of, of engineering and editing our stuff, that's what you want to do. And if you do that, that will ensure that your sound is loud enough for the person that they're not going to send it back and say it's too quiet. And it will also make sure, make you look like a professional that you are. Because make no mistake, the moment you get paid to do this, you are a professional. I don't care if you get paid $4 after Fiverr takes their 20%. They take their buck from you. You are a professional. Do you understand? So, you know, that's something that you can do that also will set you apart from other people is knowing that. So once you send them that file, that MP3, you only send them a wave if they ask for a wave. Now, you might be someone who'd be like, I'm going to send them a wave and an MP3. That's totally okay, and that's up to you. And that might set you apart. Like, you send them the full gamut, and that's fine. But you don't have to. Wave files can definitely add up after a period of time. So you send them the file. Okay, you've, you've, you've recorded it. You've edited it. You've added your special sauce on the end. You've mastered it. You've rendered it as an MP3 file. Fiverr, once you, once you get an order, there will be this little green delivery button that says deliver your order. You click on that. You'll upload your file. Inside that, I want to talk about this real quickly because this is another big question. People always ask me, Anthony, I've got this delivery or I've got this order. I'm delivering it. Can I ask for a review? So the first, so the answer to this is yes, you can ask for a review. What you cannot do is ask for a favorable review or ask for a good review or ask for five-star review. 
And anytime you are asking for a tight, like you are asking the client to give you a good review of any sort, that is a violation of the terms of service. All right. But you can ask for a review and I do it all the time. I actually also ask for them to favorite my gig. I say, hey, if you have a moment, would you mind favoriting my gig and also leaving a review? It really helps my business. Thank you. You can say that and that is no violation. What you cannot do and Fiverr doesn't want you to do, and honestly, it's not cool anyways, is to ask for positive reviews. You know how, you, you know how like you go somewhere and you get something and those people are always like, hey, you got a chance. Can you please fill out and make sure a five-star review? I know what you're talking, and I know because I think it too. I know you think at the back of your mind, you're like, that's really presumptuous of you. Even if they've done a good job, you're still thinking like, hmm, all right, well, I mean, I, that's very, yeah, I'll, I'll leave a five-star review. But you're like, boy, you kind of, you know, you asked me for that. It was just, anyways, you know, Fiverr doesn't like that. Fiverr will ding you on that. You'll get in trouble. So don't do it. But you can ask for a review, and I recommend it. Just make sure you say, would you please, if you have a moment, leave a review. That's all you say. You know what I mean? Don't say good review. Don't say a favorable review. You know, don't say a five-star review. Just say, can you leave a review and also favorite my gig? They don't mind you saying that. I've said that. I do that all the time, and I've never gotten in trouble once for it, and it's not against any of the terms of service. So you can do that. Also, so there, so when you upload your gig, you'll have the upload place. It'll upload the file, and then it'll be a place where you can leave the comments. That's where you want to leave them. Another thing that you can do is add in actual speed. Like a light, There's a little lightning bolt. And you can actually put in templates. And you do that by going to that section, clicking on that lightning bolt, and then it'll pop up and it'll say add. There'll be like a little plus sign. You click that, and there'll be a place where you can add in templates. And then you can name the template. So when it comes time to deliver your order, by the way, this works really good on your phone. Now, you're not going to be delivering orders over your phone, but you can do responses. And I've done a lot of like when I get a, a, a question from somebody, that I have a response for, or more importantly, I get a somebody orders from me, and I always respond, always try to respond when somebody orders from you, no matter where you are. I have pre-recorded templates on my Fiverr account that I can hit that little lightning button and say, thank you, I've received your order, please expect it in 24 hours, if it's 24 hours. Or you can say, hey, you know, and, and this leads me to my next point. Um, and I know we're, 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 well, let me finish out the delivering. We got to go. It's over 30 minutes here. So anyway, so once you do that, you hit the delivery, all right, and you're going to wait for them. Now, they have three days to accept your delivery. A lot of them, and I'd say, at least for me, I have about 60% will accept it, but about 40% just take it and don't leave a review. And it has nothing to do with you. It just, they don't. Not everyone is going to leave a review, so but mo, but majority do. But I I would I would be okay if you've got 50-50. 50-50, I'd be happy. 50-50. But just remember, reviews are the gold of Fiverr. Reviews are the gold standard. It's what Fiverr looks for. You get a couple of five star reviews in a day, your man, your gig is is skyrocketing. It's going up the chain quick. Fiverr loves those reviews. They love being you. They love a customer accepting it, giving you five stars, and giving you a review. That's like bam, that's the gold. So that's why asking for a review is good. But just don't ask for a you know a a specific type of review. Just ask for a review. 
So once you've delivered that again, they have three days. If they accept it, great. If they don't and they don't say anything, after three days, it will automatically be accepted. Now, if they come back, and this happens, guys, this happens a lot, I want you to think, and you might be one of those people who are like, damn it, Anthony, every single time I get a a revision request and it's killing me, all right? Guys, it's like, you know, it's just like writing. Okay, they always say books aren't written, they're rewritten. Same thing with scripts because, you know, I'm a theater and I've done some playwriting. Plays aren't written, they're rewritten. So think about that. You know, what we do, the majority of our work is going to be revised. And it's because what we are doing is not live direction. So if someone doesn't, you know, they don't get what we're doing or they, they might have something different in mind and they didn't leave you directions. And again, we've, we've already covered how to, how to, how to get yourself know, in line so you're not getting abused, right, with your requirement section. But they might come back and they want something from you as a change. I don't want you to not expect that. And don't think you did something wrong if you're asked for a revision or two or 10. If you get to that point, the likelihood is, is you've got a customer I got that is, that, is un, that is unruly. I have to tell you guys this. This is true. I know it's a long time. But thank you for sticking around if you have. But I have to tell you this story. I literally, this was about maybe a month ago. I literally had a customer who contacted me. They wanted this character stuff, which I love. I did, I thought, a fantastic job. I worked really hard. Sent it to them, and it wasn't, mind you, it wasn't a lot of money. It was like 50 bucks. Send it to them, and they came back and said, well, it's not quite what we, we want. We want a little bit more of this. I'm like, okay. So I worked really hard, sent it to them. Well, you got one right, and it was like 30 of them, 30 different phrases. I'm like, okay. So they wanted they wanted another one. I'm like, huh, okay. Now, they kept saying that it wasn't what they wanted, so I was trying to be nice. I'm like, okay, so I send them again. Then they come back and said, no, no, it's not what we want. I'm like, wow. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I absolutely, I want to keep helping you. I just want you to know there's going to be a charge for this. And they come up, we, we, we need it again. So I, guys, I'm not kidding you. I worked an hour and a half. I'm not telling you to do this, but I worked an hour and a half on this thing. And I sent it to them. But here's what I want to tell you. And this is why I'm telling you this. Is in the end, they actually told me that they weren't going to, that, that, I, didn't, that I didn't quite get what they were thinking. Now, mind you, I consider myself to be pretty okay and maybe above average, at least I like to think, that I don't get a lot of requests for revisions, but when I, you know, but this one was a lot of requests and over an hour and a half of, and and it wasn't an hour and a half of me waiting once for them to reply after an hour. I would send it in and they would immediately listen to it and send it back to me and say, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. It's not right. We got to do it again. This is not what we want. You're not doing it right. So finally... And and each time I was like, oh, okay, I no problem. I, I want to help you. I'm sorry. And I kept working on it, kept working on it. And in the end, they told me it wasn't exactly what they wanted, but they'll use a few of them from me. I charged them about half of the revision cost because I said I felt bad that they didn't, you know, they didn't get what they wanted. And I apologized. I, I really did try hard. And I'm so I'm only going to charge you half, less than half, actually, of what the full revision cost would be. So then they came back and left me a five-star review. And said I did a fantastic job, even though they told me they weren't going to use exactly because it wasn't what they wanted. Now, that's the only time I've ever had someone tell me that the voiceover wasn't what they wanted. But that doesn't mean someone else hasn't said that. A lot of times, just like a restaurant, they'll just never come back. So (laughs) they won't tell you you suck. They just won't ever come back to you. 
you know you're doing something right if the people keep coming back. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I love the fact that I've got repeat customers. And I know for you guys, when you get into this and you get going, you'll have repeat customers too. So at this point, they've asked for a revision. You go ahead, redo it. There'll be the deliver option. Now, this is a confusing thing. And I want to talk about this. What happens if you have delivered something and there's about an hour left on the gig and the person comes back and they're, they ask for a revision? And there's like 30 minutes and you are nowhere near your recording space. This happens to me all the time. And I know if you've had a job, it's just happened to you possibly. So I want to be clear about something. Fiverr gives you 24 hours after it. Even though it says late, Fiverr gives you 24 hours to, to, refill, like to do that revision. The only time your gig is actually late there will be a big red mark, not those X's. Okay, those X's always come up. But there'll be an actual red, um, like red little, I, I guess it's like a little button or something that pops up that that set, that shows next to your name, this gig is late. And it will actually pop up. And it only ever pops up when it's late. Those red X's that say late, XX or whatever, that doesn't mean that you're late until... Until this little box pops up and it will say you're late. It hardly ever pops up unless you go past that 24 hours. So I just wanted to let you know that to not freak out about it saying late and it's impossible. So don't and, and then don't think, OK, it says late. Screw it. I'm, I'm just I'm you know, there's no reason for me to try. So that's not actually true. It's only when this little box pops up. Fiverr gives you 24 hours to, to fix it. Um, so just just know that. Just know that. And if you see that box popping up, you need to go and, you know, revise what you're what you're doing. And I think there is a place that you can go to for express deliveries, et cetera. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I just know that every time I've done it, it gives me 24 hours to do it. But here's another little tip, and I'll leave on this one. And this is very helpful. Fiverr has what's called a resolution center. And on the side of your gig, when you're in the delivery, when it says deliver gig, there's right beside that, there's a little box that says resolution center. And let's say that you are doing a job and that exact scenario happens. Someone asks for a revision, they send it back to you, and there's like an hour left. And you're like, crap, there's no way I can do this. And you are worried that it's going to be late. Or maybe they send it back to you and it's already late and you're afraid you're not going to be able to get it to, to, to do it in time. Well, what you do is this little button that says Resolution Center, right beside the button that says Deliver. You click on that, and it takes you to this page where it shows you these options that you can click on in order to open a ticket with the the buyer. And basically, like the very first option is Extend Delivery Time. You click on that, then below another box pops up to type in what the issue is. And there'll be a bunch of little boxes that pop up that you can click. Don't click any of them. Always type in the issue that you're having. And I usually say something like, I'm trying to make this the best it can be. Uh, I'm just a little bit behind and I will deliver it as soon as possible. And I would say that or or say something like, it's taking me a little bit longer to make this perfect and I want to make sure it's absolutely right for the customer when I deliver it. You can say that. Then you'll click on the next, and then it'll take you to the little box that you're going to send 
to the, uh, the, the buyer because what you do is once you fill that out and I would say, thank you so much and I apologize for being a little bit late. I'm almost done or I'm going to be finishing this later tonight. I'm just away from my studio, but I'll be able to deliver it as soon as possible. Then you'll send it to them and then they accept it. I have done this, you guys, over and over and over again to cover my backside. I've never had a customer once deny that because what are they going to do? They're going to be like, no, I don't want you to extend the delivery and and all the money I've spent, you know, be lost. They're not going to do that. They're they're going to accept it as long as you also be nice and courteous in there and make it about the fact that you're trying to make sure they get the best, op, you know, the best that you can give them. So that's a that's a great way to cover yourself on that side of, you know, being late. OK. All right. Well. I hope this is we're at 40 minutes now. This is one of the longest ones I've done. I hope you guys, this has been a podcast just full of all kind of nuggets for getting yourself through your first orders on Fiverr. And I I hope that it helps and you can go back and review this. But in the end, just do the very best you can. Be kind. Be understanding that they're going to be brand new. Value your work. And make, you know, have confidence that you're doing excellent work, work and you are worth it. But at the same time, remember, too, that it's a product you're selling, even though we're sell, or it's our voices. So it's easy to say that it's us and not our product. But don't take it too personally. But go out there and have fun. Give it your all. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. And uh, oh, and, and head over to the to VO's Journey Facebook group. <laughs> if you stuck around this long, go to the Facebook group. There's a lot more there. Thank you so much. I will talk to you all later. Have a great, great, great day. Peace. Peace.